Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Shift Podcast. Today's episode, we're featuring the one and only Natalie Wainwright. I'm sure everyone who's listening knows Natalie, but for those who don't, Natalie Wainwright is an exclusive tenant rep in the state of Nevada, well-known for her career in office space, but wildly known for her omnipresence using social media. When Natalie isn't filling buildings, she's traveling the U.S. teaching corporations how to use LinkedIn to dominate and win major business. And a little known fact about Natalie, her Kindness Works course is taught in universities and in helping companies large and small teaching that kindness is a superpower in the corporate world. I am a huge fan of Natalie. We have a great conversation about utilizing social media to win business and developing networks in the brokerage community using technology. So have a listen and enjoy the show. Thanks for listening to the show. Hi, everybody. Welcome to The Shift. So excited to be joined today by the one and only Natalie Wainwright. Natalie, how's it going? Going great and better now. What's going on, Kurt? Yes. Awesome. Nothing much. Just working away here. So excited to be talking with you today. Excited to talk about all things real estate, prop tech, and everything in between. So um, I think first and foremost, Natalie, for those who don't know, which is probably a very limited amount nowadays, can you tell everyone about your background, how you got into brokerage, and kind of what you're doing today? You got it. I'll make it quick and dirty. So I am in the Nevada market. I service both Las Vegas and Reno. Um, I had an unorthodox bring into the industry. A lot of people start in resi. I didn't. I started as a uh, receptionist. I didn't even know what CRE meant. And then just kind of climbed the ladder over at Cushman and Wakefield here in Las Vegas. And now I'm an exclusive tenant rep. I'm servicing the state of Nevada. I do office space and flex space. And I absolutely love it. And it's interesting because I found a really cool way to be able to just have a ton of inbound business and it's all through um, social media. So that's kind of what I'm known for. Yeah, that's awesome. And we can dive right into that. I think it's exactly what you're known for. I think you, I've never seen someone better than you in this industry of creating personal brand and you're doing LinkedIn mastery classes now, right? Which is just amazing that you're able to help hold those workshops. Can you talk about, what the impetus was that prompted you to say, hey, I think there's something here. I want to dive into LinkedIn. I wanted to dive into kind of personal brand and developing through social media. What was the impetus behind that? And what advice would you give people who want to kind of do that? Follow your footsteps, footsteps create personal brand and kind of grow out that, that social presence. Yeah, for sure. And so I think that's a great question. I've never had anybody like kind of just right off the bat and I love it. And I, I have to tell you that my passion is office space. I can geek out and it annoys my family so much uh, because I just start geeking, but I am finding that I'm even more passionate about what you're asking me about. And so thank you. <laughs> um, so well, how I found out was that I, um, I, an article was written about me by one of the biggest commercial real estate periodicals in the world, um, BizNow, and it was called like One to Watch. And I was pretty much told my whole career, don't really talk about the fact that you're a single mom. It's not really something that's like cool to talk about. It's kind of peace. It's just, it, keep that behind the shade. And I didn't know I was being recorded and I kind of just started talking. I'm Italian. I talk with my hands. I just started talking and I mentioned it like, hey, I never thought I was going to have to get a job. And the article goes on from there. And the article was published, I'll never forget, December 29th or maybe whatever the last day of the year is, um, 2018. And I woke up to... 200 more than 200 LinkedIn messages 
uh, more than 300 emails. Everything was blown up and it was people's reaction to this BizNow article. And it was insane. And it was everybody that I looked up to, people that I've never even heard of in our industry, you and I's industry, saying, oh my God, that article resonated with me. I had a single mom or I am a single mom or I'm a single dad or thank you. And it obviously went into way more than just that part of my life, but just my, my climb. And it pictured, it had a picture of me in Hawaii and I could afford to go on a trip for my 32nd birthday. And um, this was obviously years ago and that I had climbed this ladder. Thank, thankful then to my then partner over at Cushman and Wakefield and just my journey. And I realized People don't do business with people because of the acronyms after their name or because how great they are or their market report. People do business with people that they like and they have a connection with. And I, that's, that was my impetus moment. That was my aha moment that I realized that by being myself and not trying to conform to what everybody told me I should be, I would be successful. And ever since that moment, I stand here now in 2022, having the most successful year of my entire career fourfold. And it's because I haven't changed or conformed to what commercial real estate is supposed to look like, you know, and it's all just by sharing that journey. And I don't like on LinkedIn, I see people post every day. There'll be like a month where you won't hear from me because guess what? I'm not that interesting. But when I do post, it's because I have something to say. Yeah. And it's genuine, right? And and you and I have talked about winning with kindness, right? Using kindness as a tool to win in this industry. And I think that it's a, it's a minority voice, the ones who say that, but I think we agree on that. And I think you've gone and taken that to the next level too, with speaking engagements and started to talk about, you know, to, about using kindness as a tool about storytelling and things like that. Can you tell us about Omnipresence Broker and some of the speaking that you're doing? I think it's just really exciting. You're so awesome. I could talk to you all day. Seeing you at SIOR was probably one of the highlights of my SIOR. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. You buy with people and you're like, that's my person. You're my person. So just so you know. Um, Thank you. Um, And so, you know, we're we're kind of in the minority, but then again, we're kind of not. And that's what CREI is all about. Like Ken Ashley is the biggest broker at Cushman and Wakefield, in my humble opinion. Like head of tag. Like he's huge. He could, he could like, He's and he's behind the kindness movement. So kindness in the corporate world, I think, is something that can be seen as a weakness and it's it shouldn't be. And I learned that the really hard way. And now I travel to the United States at universities. I want to bring it into the elementary school um, level. That's kind of my next endeavor. Um, And I speak at corporations commercial real estate or not, I don't really care and teach that it's a superpower to be kind because it will get you very far. Now, listen, our, our parents all taught us that kill with kindness that works until you're being disrespected. And so I also know that there's a, there's a fine line there. And, um, and so I kind of teach that in my course, we go into the fundamentals of why people become unkind in their industry. And you and I have both met that person. They are woof. They've got calluses and it's because they had their teeth kicked in on the way up. And I can totally relate to that woman now that I'm at this point in my career, because it would be really easy for me to be unkind and um, towards the people coming up. I see young, beautiful, smart, educated women in my career. And your first, your first glance is like, Ooh, you know, they, they want to be the, the, ne- the next generation of me. And I get why women want to be unkind because, hey, I had it really hard. 
you should have it unkind. And that's just not that that's just not the way it should be done. And so my kindness works course is to teach why, how to, how to deploy empathy and why it works in business in such an amazing way and how many clients I've won because they see that I do that course. And so LinkedIn is really my place to say, you got to think of LinkedIn like your storefront. And so when I post, it is about my kindness works course in Denver being so great because I've had a lot of fails. And so I don't share a lot of the fails. Sometimes I do. Um, sometimes I don't land. And so I really want anybody listening to this because people are going to hear, see Natalie Wainwright and think, okay, how does she do what she does on LinkedIn? Think of it as your storefront. When people go, what do they see about you? And the Google score, the Moz score, and I'm not techie, with LinkedIn is 100 percent and you're way more techy than I am and you're probably going to be like okay you're saying it wrong and I probably am <laughs> not on LinkedIn using hashtags and you're not posting at least once a week you are leaving hundreds of thousands of dollars on the table google yourself and if your LinkedIn isn't on that first page and the top three I can't tell you how many deals you're losing I get two deals a week I got one yesterday for the most expensive deal building in town opening line, I put it on Twitter and everywhere else because I can't help myself because I want people to win with me is Natalie, I follow you on LinkedIn. I know you're a Las Vegas tenant rep. I, I mean, is it, is the proof in the pudding? Does it get better than that? I mean, come on. What else do people need, right? <laughs> what would you tell people that are, you know, just, just want to get started with like hesitant and they just kind of, they need assist in taking that first step and starting to kind of push their social presence? Yeah, 100%. Great question. I would say go to your profile. And what does it say about you? Make sure you have a photo that's current. Make sure you do that free little 30 second video. Mine is awful. Go check it out. Have a laugh. Um, <laughs> and, and even go to my profile, go to Kurt's profile, see what we're doing and just copy us, you know, copy what we're doing, copy that we have an about copy that we have at least three hashtags in our bios, because those will help you scale higher on Google. And then if you're like, Hey, what do I post? Um, and it's always executive males that have this problem when I teach my courses. Um, they're always like, I don't want to seem like I'm braggadocious. You're not. You're making the world a better place because I guarantee you that somewhere there's someone that doesn't know they can do what you do. And it's because you're not saying that you do and that you're winning. And you can brag about your clients. So if you're, say, let's say you're newer on a team and you're newer on the industry. And you're like, how do I talk about this win? Because it wasn't really me. It was my senior. Well, then talk about the client and don't say who the client is. So that way I never have to ask for permission because that just, it's like takes forever. Yeah. So you notice I just say, hey, I'm so excited. Did this great deal. 6,000 square feet, office building. The client was so great. We became close friends. And now there's this killer new bank over in Summerlin. Wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. And you're highlighting the client or say why it's cool that that area hasn't had a bank for the last four years. Now people don't have to walk as far or whatever. Put it out. You're you're doing yourself a disservice by waiting to be perfect. And I taught a class. I think it was this week. My day last, it was Friday. It was Friday. Um, and women executives, they're so afraid of how they look and they're so afraid of their grammar and their syntax. I got to tell you, we are all just winging it. And I would rather look like a hot mess than not put out anything because guess what? We're all just swinging. It was, you know, we're, our kids yeah. are going to school. We were COVID. I mean, monkeypox just became. So right. people want to look and be like, she's human. She gets it. And she doesn't always use the right word. Right. And she's really right. Good right. 
we yeah, they wanted to be, you're in the boat with them. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, it, it, talk to me about how we talked about the impact that it has in terms of social media presence on you winning business directly with tenants in the market. How has the network you've developed with CRE fam and with Ken through CREI, how has it impacted the network that you're creating with other brokers and other markets and what's that done to your business? Well, it's almost vice versa, the way that you asked the question, because that has been bigger than the business directly with the clients. Um, This hashtag CRE fam has changed my entire life. When I left Cushman and Wakefield, I was on a team and I had a partner and it was the greatest thing that could have ever happened to me to be there. So just so you know, Cushman, like that changed my entire life to be there. And when I left, I thought, oh my God, people told me to join a team and everything else. And I was like, no, I'm a lone ranger. And the support of the CRE fam and having that network of brokers around the United States to get a deal done. There's a broker in New York called Gabe Moran. His name is Gabe Moran's. You have to, do you know Gabe? Yeah, I know Gabe. Yep. Gabe's great. Who doesn't, right? It's almost like, do you know Gabe? Um, He is one (laughs) of the most incredible human beings in the world. Ken Ashley, like our, the network of brokers that I've met, Twitter is where it's at. And by the way, sir, how do I get you more involved? Just ask. I'm in. I'm all in now. I got to take my first step, just like you said. I want you on there so badly because like, I'll go to like, say something to you, like, especially after SAOR and then a couple weeks ago, I just have like these like random bursts and I, Twitter is, I I can't, I've probably made a half a million dollars alone in my career, which doesn't sound like a lot, but I mean, it's from Twitter. Um, I I should say in the last couple of years. I just in the last couple of years, yeah. maybe the last three years I've made off of Twitter alone, just in connections, connections and relationships and the fun that we all have. I know people's kids names awesome. like Ken Morris in Florida. He just went to JLL and, 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 and what's really interesting. And this is a secret. Don't tell anybody, but people with <laughs> shops in my market will still use me because we're wow. so close. And right. I mean, listen, the internet is outmoding. There's amazing software programs. There's amazing all kinds of stuff that help us become better brokers. But at the end of the day, the client is always going to want that person that's running the software, running the programs, running everything behind it. Now is the time to create those personal relationships of trust. If the data is out there, somebody is 400% more likely to trust you if they hear your voice. So if you put something on LinkedIn, put something on Twitter, it's you and your kid in the car, like my daughter went to take her driver's license test. She didn't pass it. Um, But stuff like that, it blew up on Twitter. You know, they're more likely to trust you and want to do stuff with you if they see you and they hear you. And so you're just leaving money on the table just by being nervous. And we are brokers and we are people in this industry. We automatically have insane levels of testosterone and you know, we, we, we take life by the, you know what? And so why would you not right. it now with social media? Right. It's leaving money on the table, like you said, right. Um, you, you mentioned something a little earlier on, um, which was the, the women who are joining this profession and you watching women do incredible things here. I think, unfortunately, <clears throat> the industry still has some growing up to do in that regard. Right, still largely dominated. Uh, not, not, it's lacking diversity. Let's say that. Right, it's lacking diversity and inclusion at this point. And it's one of the things that I'm most excited about 
as I look at the development of this industry and the way it's using technology and the way it's starting to interact on social and things like that is the voice that is getting louder from women, from people of color and those that are underrepresented typically within this industry. And it's one of the things that I think is going to drive innovation in this market is getting more voices in from different backgrounds to start to say the needs that they have. I think that's the best way is just get new, fresh voices in. So my question to you for the audience is if there's a, you know women listening to this that are starting out in the industry, trying to get more involved with the women networks that exist, how should they do that? How should they go about it? And you know, what are some of the ways that you've been able to leverage kind of that experience and some of the women networking groups? That's a great question. And I just wrote um, what you said down because that's such a great point. By bringing in di different types of diverse, diverse groups, we are able to drive innovation forward because it's a, instead of being in this silo of all the same voices, and when you go to some of these groups, it's all the same people. We all look alike. Yeah. And we really need to change that. And that's why I love CREI so much. Did you know that we were 47% female last year? Like without even trying, amazing, even trying, amazing. And it's just so cool. I just, oh my god, I'm so. In, and I think I That's told amazing. you before, and I know you asked me a question. I'll get to it. But people were pretending that they went to CREI, even though they didn't. Just <laughs> so I just, okay, I'm totally bragging. That was awesome. That's awesome. Um, so with women, if they want to break in and they want to find their circle and they want to be able to climb, it's it's harder because of COVID. Um, a lot of those administrative jobs were outmoded because of COVID. And I think that that is a really great way. Sometimes I, you know, get into it with other female in the industry, but I stick with what I know um, that you go into these jobs and you train under somebody, research, admin, anything. So that way you're around the best and you learn over the course of time. Now, if you're trying to cut your teeth and get in, um, crew, the crew network is absolutely incredible. The CEO, Wendy Mann, uh, the current president, is probably one of the most wonderful human beings, Barbie Ruder, I've ever known in my entire life, um, ever. She's in my circle for the rest of her life, whether she wants to be there or not. Um, so you surround yourself with women that you want to be like, and that's it. You don't surround yourself with anybody of the, man, I just can't get a break mentality, or this is really hard. That goes without saying. Um, you, you forget those people and you just hustle and you climb and you call the girl, the women in your life when it's a tough day. Cause they're, I've called Barbie Ruder many a time. Like soul sister, I I'm going to leave the industry. <laughs> <laughs> like, I love that. <laughs> and you need somebody that lets you know that like, it's okay. You're going to feel like that a lot that you don't belong because you're a female, that you're not smart enough. You're not, you know, everything and you are, and you can make it. You, you just, you really just have to be tough, unfortunately. And we're, the more of us that stay in it and tough it out and say, look at one another and go, man, that's rough. And we acknowledge it. And we don't say, hey, it's not that hard. I don't like you. If you do that, um, the easier it gets for the women behind us. Yeah, that's awesome. It's one of the things I was, um, I think it's interesting about technology, right? It used to be, I remember talking to a chef one time and I asked, how do you become a great chef? And they said, take any job you can with the best chef in the world. And that was just them saying, get as close as you can to the best operators within that field. But that's what I love about technology is that you now can go and connect with the best people in the field without having to go and work in the kitchen with them, right? You can develop those relationships and get incredibly close to them. So I think that's one of the, you know, the key things I see as well. This, and I love that you said it, get your tribe, people that can support you and find the best people at what you do. 
um, and, and stay close to them and attach and learn from them. So that's, that's yeah. huge. Yeah, that's a great, because um, technology really does. And I mean, I pay, I think I pay $400 a year or something for LinkedIn, not even sales navigator, just a LinkedIn tip right there. You don't need sales navigator at all to do what I do and get the business that I get, but their learning courses. Oh my God. Oh my gosh. Like thousands and thousands and thousands of the smartest people you'll ever hear from. Yeah. And you're connected to people. If I want to learn anything, there is zero excuse for me not to know anything because of their, their learning courses that they have for like $400 a year. So you are a hundred percent. Yeah. Awesome. Um, so a couple more questions here, and this is surrounding kind of the future of the industry, right? Which we talked about a little bit already, but there's so much changing, right? And some of the key things that we've talked about already is the role of social media and driving network development and business development for individual brokers. Are there any other key themes that you see changing right now? There's so much change, so much going on. In, in what capacity though? You have to expand on that for me. Yeah, it's a, little, yeah, it was a general one. So I think just key themes in terms of how you're seeing business change, how you're working with the client, how you're working with other brokers and the types of deals that you're seeing happen. Just like what, what are you seeing kind of change on a macro level and how you're working? Yeah, I if think any. That, well, yeah. I mean, that's why I had you kind of dive in a little bit deeper because I think everything is changing. The way that I've run my business is entirely different. I think that you and I first started talking about a year and a half, two years ago, I had an assistant um, which I'm actually trying to rehire. I'm trying to hire a partner. Um, I was buried. I was working 14 to 16 hours a day. I had no quality of life. I, um, I was, I think I was a different person. I don't know if we connected enough for you to know that I was so buried that there was like a gorilla on my back and it was the way that I was running my business. I had more tenants than I knew what to do with. And I just thinking about it, I need to breathe one moment. <laughs> 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 and, Serenity, and, um, <laughs> and I, you know, I was making more promises than I could follow through with. And I was just, God, my life sucked. And my daughter, you know, she's 19, she's in college and she wants nothing to do with my industry because what she saw me going through. And I thought, nope, got to change it. And so I think COVID was kind of that on the breaks that everybody needed. And I have completely right. changed the way that I do my business. I was late today with you because I put, I am, my father is my best friend in the entire world and he wasn't feeling well. And I'm like, nothing's more important to me than my dad. So I pause yeah, to his yeah. appointment and I'm going to get his prescription as soon as you and I are done. And so I, I have structured my business where I can work anywhere. My office is a crip, you know, Lil Wayne puts his money in it. <laughs> My office is a crib. I don't need to be in my office every day, 24 hours a day. Right. I, um, and so technology has really, I book my tours with the landlord brokers. They're never in their offices. Um, my CRM does things from the beginning to the end. I, um, I just, it's completely different. I don't know if you're talking to yeah. other brokers that are doing it this way as well. I take on the big fish. Um, the little fish I love, I respect, I think they have the right to proper representation just as the big guys. I just, I'm a one woman shop that, um, yeah. so I set up their tours for them and they go tour yeah. and they let me know and I put in the proposals for them and it's just all really working wonderfully. Yeah. Just like a seamless system, which is something that we talked to a lot of guests about, just like how you create the right system to save yourself as much time as you can. And you mentioned that it's changing the way that you work, right? And that by proxy is changing the experience that the clients have. 
How do you see the experience for tenants in the market and, and clients of tenant rep brokers? How do you see that changing in the next couple of years? Um, I think it's changing a lot and I'm really, really excited to be in the position that I am because I think that it has nothing to do with your house anymore. And that's no disrespect to big houses. I will bleed red and white forever. I, I love, I love big shops, but I think that the tenants truly go to the people that they have a relationship with. And it doesn't matter if you're a fortune 500 or a fortune 100. Um, I, I think that it's more about the client experience. It's more you answering their calls at 6 a.m. Um, when you're on vacation. And it's not that I'm always available and I have boundaries, but do you care as much as they care? Are you catching the little things of their bottom line? Even though they're a massive company and they have a lot of money, are you available to the local director? And I know that you probably are asking a more complex question that I'm giving you, but I can't stress enough to everybody and anybody that's listening to any field is it's that human connection. I just represented the biggest 13th largest bank in the, they'll tell me the 12th. I'm going to call them the 13th largest, <laughs> largest bank in the world, in the world. So bigger than Blackstone and the, um, the director wow. of the entire deal that we did together, he texted me It's the first client that's ever done this and said, um, I just want to make sure that the landlord paid you on time. Like that's how close we are. Um, and I know his favorite whiskey. And I think that it comes down to those types of things. That's going to make me yeah. here making more money than I know what to do with for the rest of my career. Um, because right. I treat them, they're in my circle. They're, I, they, I pay attention to every single detail and I'm not trying to take on every single deal. Two more questions here. Um, thank you so much. This is awesome. Oh Tell everyone, I'm sure everyone already knows in the audience about CREI, but can you just talk for a moment about that, about CREI, how it came to be and kind of what you guys have coming up here? Yes. Go to CREISummit.com for the full to register everything else. The hotels are starting to get booked up. I'm getting a little bit nervous. I'm trying to remind everybody. So CREISummit.com founded, CREI is founded by Ken Ashley of Cushman and Wakefield. I'm a co-chair with uh, Casey Flannery. Everyone knows her and Melissa Alexander. And it's just a coming together of everybody is invited. Every broker is invited, list makers or not, as long as you are um, in commercial real estate and you are commission-based, if that makes sense. Um, and then people are also welcome to sponsor. Obviously, we have Lisa up as a, I'm very proud of that as a sponsor. Um, and we, we all come together and we share the best practices to be the top of your game on how to earn business using social media. And so many deals came out of 21. I know I got three deals out of it. And Ken doesn't like us to talk about like, oh, you're not going to leave with deals. You leave with deals, okay? Can slap me later. Um, and we, just, we collaborate, we create content. You learn how to use Instagram. You learn how to use LinkedIn. You learn all these things that your kids are laughing at you because you don't know how to do it. And you come out better at your trade. Your clients are going to want you to learn. I just got a huge deal because they're like, hey, maybe you can help us in that market, get business in your market because we see you everywhere omnipresence guys it's the move of the future if you're not doing it i don't care that you've been in the business for 30 years nobody does you need to be connecting and we're all just really kind we kind of have a no you know what policy we literally have that policy don't tell anybody yeah it's that's no it's great i love that I love, and it's still like first inning right are you bringing your wife i know it's gonna be good uh, probably not. Maybe she's going to be, she's going to be, oh wait, she's going to be in Vegas. I'm going to be there with her. She's doing a gig out there. 
Um, for those who don't know, my wife's a singer, so yeah, I'll I'll be out there with uh, with her in Vegas. I'll keep you posted on the dates. Okay, be, I would um, love to like hear late October. Sierra, we're, we're all bringing our significant others, and so it's that type of a Didn't vibe. Know that. Is why I asked. Yeah, see, and it's it's that type. And of I vibe. will probably yeah. bring your significant others. We have dinners together. We collaborate. Like we're at the jacuzzi together. It is the greatest, most everybody is welcome. You don't feel awkward walking in a room vibe. It's like a big hug. That's awesome. I can't wait. Thank you so much, Allie. I literally will. I got to talk to, to Jody now and we got the line here, but uh, this is awesome. I hope that I can bring her with me. It's great. Um, my last question is this. Yes. First 20 episodes, we're having women leaders in this industry. I'm so excited about it. We have a number of people that are going to be joining us. Um, you obviously being one of them. Is there a name, two names, three names? Who else should we be having on this uh, on this podcast? Here? Oh my God, thank you. Uh, Tiffany Ryland actually called while we were talking. Have you have, you have Tiffany Ryland on? You need, okay, she's amazing. Okay. Tiffany Ryland, Carrie Bob, okay. um, the co-chairs of CREI Summit, obviously Barbie Reuter. Hello, yeah. hi. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> um, awesome. I, I'm going to name a million. It's, it's really great what you're doing, Kurt. You are, you're- Thanks. You're genuine and you're true in what you're trying to do. And that is a rarity in this industry. And I appreciate you for who you are a lot. I'm dead. Like, you're just a really great guy. Ken and I have talked about you a couple of times. So the fact that you're coming and that you're supporting CREI in its second year says a lot. So I just, I think the world of you. Awesome. Thank you so much. That's the cue. There it is. Thank you so much, Natalie. You're the best. I'll follow up with you. We'll talk to you soon. Um, And thanks for taking the time. Thanks so much. Have a good one. Bye. All right. See ya. Bye-bye.